Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Um, I promise I'm being safe. I'm not texting and driving. Literally, I only have a microphone up to my mouth. I'm driving right now. Um, I'm driving from Palm Springs back to LA. I got my buddy Mark Saratella with me. He's a comedian. He's done this podcast before. He was the one that we did the uh, we did the the tour overseas for the troops together. So when I first started this podcast, he was one of my guests. He's one of my best friends. And I figured, you know what? We're bored while we're driving. Why not fucking podcast? So, my pod, but, but. So, Mark is not my podcast guest this week. Mark is just recording an intro with me. My podcast guest this week is, uh, so her name is Emily Morse. And she is a sex and relationship expert. And she really, really is. And she's gorgeous, cool. Oh, my God. I don't want to get her in trouble. But, Mark, you're going to love this, but I'm not giving anything away. She's dating one of our comic friends. It's a small world. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she's really we'll cool. The online sleuths yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Well, she, they're not fully dating, but they've gone on, like, a significant amount of dates. Okay. So, anyways, uh, but that's not even how I know her. I know Emily because uh, she's just a fellow podcaster, and I did her podcast, which is called Sex with Emily, and then I now then I had her on mine. And it just so happened, it like when we finished podcasting, she was like, "Hey, I wanted to ask you real quick." She's like, "I know you're a comic. Like, do you know this person?" I was like, "Yeah," and I like him a lot. I think he's really cool. And she was like, "Oh, that makes me feel so much better." So basically, this whole podcast is going to be about um, sex and relationships. Uh, I've never been super comfortable talking about sex. It's not because I'm prude or anything. I just don't talk about it. I'm not one of those girls that like sits with my friends over brunch and is like, "His dick was so weird." <laughs> Like, I just am like, I don't know, last night was fun. Anyways, patch the hash browns. <laughs> so. Yeah, and right now we're barreling 10 west towards Los Angeles. <laughs> Based on the dating scene there, we should be heading east at a rapid <laughs> rate of speed. <laughs> we but should, we're not. Yeah, we should be not heading towards L.A. Yeah, we're running towards the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because L.A. is just, it's horrible for dating. You've probably had horrible dating experiences. By the way, we uh, I will start the Emily podcast in about 10 minutes. Mark and I are just going to chat about some shit first. Yep. Um, so this is Mark Sartella. The podcast is getting bigger. There's a guest for the intro. Yeah. Well, you know, I you know, I don't I don't like to do things in a small way. We no. don't do things light here. Can't. Um, I'm not serving you cocktails though because we're being safe and we're driving. Yep. Wink wink. Normally I Hey, we are <laughs> no, not. We're not. We're honestly not. Mom, I would never do that. Nope. Um, all right. So this is Mark Saratella. Mark has got some interesting dating scenarios or situations, uh, some of which I'm always genuinely shocked by. I'm like, Mark, you're dating a porn star? What's going on here? Yeah. What's, uh, that was what, 10 what? months. Uh, broke up a few months ago. You dated her for 10 months? And not that there's anything wrong with being a porn star. That's not what I'm saying. It's more just like... No, there is. No, no. There's there's nothing... No, there's nothing wrong with it. you dated one? No, Let's but... Let's just lean towards what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you had a bad experience. But this isn't about her. This isn't about her. Not at all. It's honestly not. So he was telling me earlier today, we had breakfast with his family, uh, about a very recent dating experience. Tell me about well, it. Well, I wouldn't say dating. You know, it's it's more like the hooking up, you know, lifestyle that we have in Los Angeles and really around the world now where everything feels so quick. But yeah, yeah. I, I haven't dated a girl at work in 10 years, made that mistake at a bar I worked at and got fired because her best friend was the manager. Oh, so, not a good move. Yeah. You know? yeah. So fast forward <laughs> 10 years. I'm working at a new place. I go, I know this girl for about four months. She's really smart and funny, interesting. I go, you know what? I thought about it, and I, then I thought, no, and I didn't do it. Then it was the boss's birthday. We went out. She invites me out back behind the bar. 
she starts making out with me. And so, but were you, did you have a crush on her? Were you attracted yes, to her? Yes, 100%. 100%. Okay. But I'd never acted on it because I, I like the job a lot. So we go out for the boss's birthday. She invites me out back. I'm definitely like, well, what's going to happen out here? I think maybe it's smoking weed. And she just grabs me and starts making out with me, which I just loved, of course. And, sh- and honestly shocked. So we went home that night. Nothing happened. Definitely didn't even get to second base, if you will. Uh-huh. Then she's like, hey, mister, I'm not ready for this. You need to roll over. I go, okay. So I roll over, fall asleep, you know, waking myself up with my own snoring. You know how self-conscious you are when you uh, sleep with someone the first night? Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, sleep no, with even, in the same bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, the, the, new, the new guy I'm, I'm dating, he's... I've had to just wake him up and be like, you're snoring. And I know he's so embarrassed. Oh, it's the worst. It's Yeah, I, I feel bad for dudes. It's got to be embarrassing. Why don't they dudes snore? Well, really? this is what you do. You, if you, if you we- <laughs> For the guys out there listening, if you wedge a pillow under your mouth, because ma- you snore when your mouth opens. So if you just have your mouth completely shut, you, sh- you should be fine. Okay. Yeah, or at least it's way less. So I, she only had like two pillows, so I didn't get a chance to do that. <laughs> Plus, we were drinking, so I don't think I thought about it. <laughs> she um, only had two pillows. Yeah. Margaret, don't call this girl poor. That's not very nice. No, she is. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's probably very yeah. sweet and very cool. So th- I go home the next morning. We hug. I send her a text that night. Hey, you know, um, we'd love to hang out with you on Wednesday. We both have the night off because we had talked about it the night before as well. And uh, I think, you know, send her a text. I think you're beautiful, smart, interesting. We'd love to hang out Wednesday. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Wait, you told me the part, though. When you guys were in bed... But you, I know you didn't hook up. But when she went to go to sleep, she rolled over and said, "Oh yeah," where she was like, "I'm feeling, I'm really vulnerable right now, so just, you need to get on your side of the bed." I go, "Okay, fine." Yeah. So then I text her that, um, and she texts back, "I'm not really, I'm not really looking to date anyone at the moment, so if we could just be friends, and I'm also not looking to hook up at work." And I just texted back, "Yep, no problem." Smiley face. I totally get it, and that's how I feel about it. I re- I genuinely don't care. Yeah, because you've grown yeah. up. I yeah. bet a long time ago you would have been like. Well, you said this to me earlier when you were telling me the story. You were like, 100%. maybe 10 years ago, you'd have been like, we'll explain. Not angry, more just like, how dare you not select me? I'm a catch. But then after, as I've gotten older, I realized I'm no catch whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you are. <laughs> thank you. But no, but you go, hey, no one has to select me. I don't care. Yeah. And it's like, you. It's, it's actually kind of a, it's a weird kind of dichotomy. You go, I'm no catch and I know that I am a catch. Yeah. Well, yeah. because it's, you're taking your ego out of it. You're like, yep. all right, listen, it's. You didn't like me. You didn't. You didn't like murder my family. If you didn't right. like me enough, or you weren't in a place where you could date me, big deal. Like yeah. I don't have to hate you for it. Yeah, I might not pick me either. Often word <laughs> might. So I let you off the hook. See, my my uh, I'm Mark's like uh, what are you like? Maybe six years older than me. I don't know what you are. Don't you uh, ever say that again. <laughs> you know, you a know. half baker's dozen divided by two. Yeah, minus you, four. I was like, I was like, you know that I just also yeah, yeah, don't. No, totally, um, so, but I don't think I'm totally at that level of maturity yet. I mean, I, I am sort of like, all right, in most situations, I'm like, all right, fine. You didn't like me. Big deal. Whatever. No. I, uh, but I had, I had a similar thing fairly recently where I did not handle it so well. And this is, I'm not, I'm not about ready to tell you the story that you're starting to sweat about. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I, so I, but I think it's slightly different because it was, so I go on a first date with this guy and uh, it was a, it was a fantastic first date. It was like, I could even say the stuff to him that I normally like, my sense of humor can be like a little like dark, maybe a little politically incorrect, inappropriate, whatever. And it was like, 
like he ate it up like he was not like i felt like i could say anything in front of him and he thought it was like i i, I basically i was comfortable around him yeah i love that and great date fantastic date go to dinner it was just supposed to be drinks i almost didn't even go on the date because i had just gotten back from doing santa Bit vegas or something and uh yeah i'd like i literally had like two hours from when i landed to when i had committed to this date but it ended up being fantastic and i could tell he liked me so then we go on a second date and we're literally mid conversation about just cool shit and he, he's like, he's holding, we're like sitting at a bar, he's holding my hand while I'm talking, like gently stroking it. And by the way, not a big hand holder in public. So that was more on him. He's like holding my hand and I'm just like talking, telling a story, blah, 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 probably just thinking I'm hilarious. And he was like, hey, I need you to know that I need to take this slow. And I was like, whoa. But I did not handle it. Well, I was like, what? I was like, that's not even what we were talking about. And he was like, no, I know. I just, I just, um, we got to take this slow. And I, and were you on, were like, you on a date with Aesop? <laughs> Who's Aesop? Is From that Aesop rapper? Fables. <laughs> Who the hell is that? With tortoise in the hair. Oh, it's like the ASAP or Aesop the rapper? No. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. Now I sound like a moron. I don't even know who that is. Can you explain? explain you remember Aesop's Fables, the tortoise in the hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tortoise always wins the race. And like, you know, the, what is it? The scorpion and the frog. All those, you know, tales. Yeah. So Aesop, never mind. No, Get but to- what did Aesop do? He wrote the fables. He oh, wrote okay. those. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but what does that have to do with the story? Because he was taking it slow. He's the tortoise. He's oh, he's yeah. taking it slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't just blurt that out to someone when there was no... Like, I gave him no indication besides just, like, enjoying the date. That's how Aesop does it. <laughs> <laughs> he's teaching you a lesson. He's, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was taught a lesson to maybe not get mad at someone when they uh he might have taught you the subconscious lesson of the title of your podcast be here for a while <laughs> because we're gonna be here for a while yeah it's a little it's a bit of a story so no it's not that bad no i mean you and he are no be there for a while as far as before he makes a move yes yes so i uh so he says this to me and i was very taken aback and instead of just being like yeah no totally me too yeah, well, like, yeah, poor, take it slow. Like, I didn't play it cool. I was like, well, what, what gave you the indication? Did I just tell you I wanted to date you? I don't understand where this came from. And I just did not handle it well. I was like, no, no, I need you to explain that. At what point did I tell you that I wanted to You're date you to which you... You're double defensive. You're getting defensive about might maybe being defensive. Maybe. Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I was not in, a, in an experience maybe six months ago or something. I don't remember when it was. I was I was not as chill as I could have been. Yeah. But you well see, but you know, you're you're six years older than me or so. I'm just more chill now because you just take yourself that equation. And go, you know that you're a catch, so no one has to like validate that for you. Totally. Yeah. But that was a different situation. He wasn't validating anything. It was just more like yeah. what that came out of nowhere. No. Yeah. You you stamp your own validation card at a certain point. I think that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's validated. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This is this isn't Rachel figuring out her entire you f- dating. You want to follow up to that story with that girl? Yeah, I do. So I like the girl, and I go. But again, I, it didn't phase me one second that she didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. So then I go in with my friend, who's kind of dumb. Actually, he's just dumb. Yeah. But he's a good kid. He's always, he's one of those friends that's just always there for you. But he's not that bright. Yeah. We go into my work. It's slow. She bartends there. We're at at the bar you know talking to her making her laugh it's a little awkward I can tell that she's feeling awkward thinking that I might feel awkward even though I don't 
Yeah. So she's an actress, and I go, hey, what are your favorite TV shows? And she gets all excited. She's like, oh, my favorite TV show is this show Parenthood from back in the day. She starts talking about it, and she's, uh, and, you know, she's getting really passionate about it, and she's, like, smiling. I can tell she's really enjoying telling this story. This jerk, who he's a jerk, honestly. He's a, a good friend and a little dumb, but he can be just a jerk. Mm-hmm. He cuts her off from talking, which Aww. I look at him, I go, why are you speaking right now? He goes like this. He goes, you don't recognize me. Jimmy, season two, episode five. She goes, uh, no. no. She's like, what? No. no." She goes, he's like, are you serious? You don't recognize Jimmy? Season two, episode five. She goes, no, I don't. He goes, I'm just kidding. I was never in that show. Oh. Uh, It's a. And then it took the wind out of her sails because she was so excited to talk about. Wind out of her sails. She looked at me and just walks away. I look at him. I go, what was that? He goes, I thought that was funny. I go, we'll talk about it in the car. <laughs> You're like, let's the whole, take a walk. Let's the take a walk. The whole rest of the dinner yeah. was awkward. We get in the car. I go, dude, why did you do that? He goes, fucker, I saved you. I go, you did not save me. I go, that was good. Girls hate being lied to, even in joking. Guys, we do it all the time. We got you, dude. Girls hate it, even in joking form. Yeah. And they're more trusting. You're right. They re- you. Yeah. You really, even if it's a joke, you really hate it. You got Even yeah. if it's like a little white lie. Yes. It's like it. Re- you girls really got to know it out of their a head for a no. long they time. They don't. It was so awkward. It, well, if it's yeah. like someone that's like a friend, like you could say, you could say something. Because we but, know each other yeah. so well. She doesn't yeah. know he's lying. And yeah, then, God. then he, then the next day I go, hey, because we're bartending together, and uh, I go, hey, sorry about my friend Dave. I go, I, I don't know, I just said his name, but you know what, Dave, you deserve it. He's gonna go, sorry about him. I go, he, I go, he's not the brightest bulb. I go, he's a good kid. I go, I don't know why he did that. She's like, yeah, that was really weird. And then it was, she didn't really speak to me for like four days. Did so? Did, so then it was like a reflection on you. She's like, why does Mark hang out with people like that? A hundred percent, a thousand percent. But then finally, she, just our last shift, she started joking around with me again. Because I was like, God, she's not going to like let this go. And then finally, we started joking around just like we did before and everything was How done. long ago was that? That was about three days ago. But Okay, listen. Yeah. The chapter's not closed, Mark. You never know what can happen. Oh, 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Her and I can wind up dating or not. I really don't care because I've turned that situation around before. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah, you never really, you really never know. Actually, the the guy that, um, uh, okay, so, hey, podcast listeners, I, uh, Perhaps was not totally clear on a guest I had like three weeks ago. The guy named Christian who recapped my New York trip with me. I think I really pretended like he was my friend. Nah, I'd started dating him by that point, but I was like, I'm not ready to say I'm dating you. So just act like my friend. Oh, wow. Big reveal right now. Yeah. Ooh. At minute, uh, we don't know where we are. We don't right know where we are. So, yeah. Well, I would be able to look, but I'm currently driving at 78 miles per hour down the 10 freeway. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, but you, so point being, yes, I'm dating that guy. And, and I, I think maybe you could tell on the podcast if you did listen to it when he was tracking my location through New York, when I decided to, uh, uh, get in a gypsy cab, then threaten the gypsy cab that I would stab him if he didn't get me there safely. I actually (laughs) said this. I was like, I know you're ripping me off. I know I'm paying $50 more than I should, but if you get me safe, (laughs) safely there, I won't stab you for it. A little aggressive. Yeah. So anyways. Um, but this story pertains to, or not that story, but Christian pertains to what he was just talking about. Like, Mark, this could still unfold for you. It's been yeah. three days. You're picking up base again. I, at first, it's not like I didn't like Christian. I liked him a lot. I was just not in a place to date. I was, hence, maybe vulnerable, like she said to you when she yep. rolled over a bed or whatever. And it was, yeah. she had reservations about, like, she didn't want to date someone at work. Like, with Christian, I had reservations about, like, it just... He wasn't what I had pictured. He wasn't in the plan. I had had a plan when I originally got single of like, because I've never, 
if I'm really honest, I've never dated someone. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to like Name date someone jazzy. Uh, another Christian's not jazzy. He's uh, he's amazing. But you don't want jazzy. That comes with a lot. I know. Of drama. Yeah. It's in the term. It's jazzy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's in the two Z's in the name. Yeah. So it's not called steady. It's called jazzy. It's <laughs> up and down. <laughs> yeah. And jazzy's annoying. Jazz is annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun if you're watching a Broadway play and you're seeing jazz hands and a few high yeah. kicks, but you don't want that for your relationship. Yeah, you leave it at the door when the door shuts yeah. out of the theater. <laughs> um, so, so I guess I don't know. He wasn't in the plan of what I I don't know. Um, but he really it took. He was such a good dude that that just built trust and 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 was a good communicator and un- and understood things and and. If I'm really honest, uh, I, I probably did nothing bad, but I, I probably a younger a younger dude and a and a less uh, smart, intelligent, and sweet and conscious dude may have not stuck around because I, you know, I made fun of his hatchback on like our fourth date. The practicality I, of it all. <laughs> but if he was jazzy, all of a sudden you have someone in your bedroom the next day playing the trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> No, but like on our on Christian, I was like, I don't know. It was like the first time I went to his apartment, and then he had to drive me home. We walked out to his car, and I was like, Oh, you drove a hatchback. <laughs> Blurted it out. This this is what I love about women too. Like this is <laughs> right now. I'm just realizing that I used to have a hatchback that I just got rid of, and I wonder how many girls are like, he drove a hatchback. <laughs> well, I'm the piece of shit that blurted it out. Yeah, but what kind of detail is that? It's like, his car had a glove compartment. I don't know. I don't know why I said it. I think it's also just because sometimes I just think it's funny to blurt things out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. We called him mittens because his car had a glove compartment. <laughs> you go, who has that nowadays? We called him mittens. No, I then I then followed it up with... So then it's like, it's hatchback. It's, um, it's like... Uh, no, but okay. So East Coast people, and I've learned this from my ex John, and I'm just gonna make a general assumption. Feel free to message me and tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on the East Coast are not um, attached to cars. Like they don't. Uh, like you could be a billionaire, for example, and still drive the same car. Like it's just that's where you're totally wrong because I grew up over there and I uh-huh. actually lost my virginity to my car. Shut up. No, am I wrong about this? I just feel like. More than like LA, like LA people. I think New York City specific is what you're talking about. Yeah, he's from New York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and but but the thing about people in LA, they're such douchebags that you know they'll lease a car that is more expensive than the rent that they just so they can impress people. Oh my god! I respect. I actually respect people that don't need to have a super nice co- like whatever. Then so, you super respect me because I don't even have a car right now. Yeah. I use Uber everywhere. <laughs> I actually want to. I can't wait till my lease is up. I don't want to have a car. I never drive unless I, I go see my parents in Palm it. Springs. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Whatever. So I followed it up with uh, after I said, "Oh, you drive a hatchback," and then I felt bad about it, and I was like, "Well, um, it's an Audi, though," and I was like, "At least it's a choice." I was like, "It's not like you drive a Toyota Yaris." <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, at least you made like a. You made, it's a, you made a stylistic choice that I you're love driving. How much like you thought this through. No, but it's like a 1999, 2000 out. It's like it's an older car. But I was like, it's paid off. Yeah, exactly. More money you can spend on you. That, I don't care if he spends any money on me. I've never. I would never. I'm just trying to spin it positive. Yeah, I know because you're like, Rich, you're digging a hole now. <laughs> no, you're no. not. <laughs> I. It's nothing to do with that. It's more like I thought it was funny to say the hatchback thing, and then I dug myself a bigger hole by being like, yeah, but look at you. It's a choice. Look, you can still play cassette tapes. Look yeah. at this ACDC oh. cassette I haven't heard in a while. And he's like, yeah, it's analog. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I like it. 
He Anyways, details. Yeah. So, whatever. Let me tell you this, too. This is a steady guy who does... An Audi, they're notoriously break down quick. If he could keep this going 17 years, he could keep a relationship going that long. Ooh, good point. Yeah. Audis are horrific. Way to go. Yeah. You should do his PR. I should. That's amazing. What, um, what's it, what's, I want to request some money via Venmo from him for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just send a quick Venmo request. He owes me 35 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the time spent. It's like you're a therapist. Yeah. Um... So yeah, basically, the the my podcast guest Emily is a sex and relationship expert. She truly is. She she's a doctor. She went to school for this. She has been her podcast has been going for probably I want to say like ten years. Like she was one of the first podcasts, and she just gives incredible advice. Uh, we we cover a lot of topics from like, you know, the anxieties guys feel towards sex, the anxiety anxieties girls feel towards sex and basically how to alleviate those things and she just gives some cool ass tips so i'm excited for you guys to listen mark thank you for doing my podcast while you're trapped in my car and you guys out there can hear that guys have anxiety towards sex and that's a complete nonsense theory because there's no anxiety that's not that's (laughs) no she gets people they're doing good anxiety you'll hear about it i stand corrected yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Mark, for doing this. I love you. And without love further ado, let's introduce Emily Morse. Markscommy.com. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Give your socials. That's it. Mark's no, no, no. Comedy. Everything, everything is through my front page of my website. You can click on that link. Mark's Mark's Comedy. M-A-R-K-S Comedy.com. That's it. We tour a lot together. So if you come see me, you'll come see Mark. Or you'll see Mark. He's he's adorable. He's also single. Hey, guess what, guys? I do this sometimes with my single guy friends. Feel free to slide into his DMs. Why don't you give him your socials? Yeah. Put a little lube on the DM first, though. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Give him your socials. So, oh. Uh, Mark, Mark Ceritella. S-E-R-R-I-T-E-L-L-A. Uh, but you can you can click on the front page of my website, and it has them all right there. And you can just click on those okay, and perfect. follow me there. He's very yeah. cute. Very nice. If you're, if you're single, hit him up. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's like one of the cutest little people I've ever oh. seen. When I say little, it's just that she's tiny. <laughs> I'm not talking down to you because I you're very smart. Um, she is a sex and relationship. Are you a therapist? It says Dr. Emily Morse. Right. I have a doctorate in human sexuality. Okay. And I'm not trained as a therapist per se, but let's. After hey, you know, I would say doctor. If I if I went to one episode of it, or not episode one uh, semester of anything that I could claim I was a doctor, right, I would just lie just and say it. I was a doctor. Exactly. Yeah, you so actually I, are a real lying. one though. You found me out. No, I am a doctor, <laughs> but I'm not. I don't see um, you know clients one on one, but yeah. I could. You know, and it's been people email me a lot through the website and ask, but no, right now I really just I'd rather help you know, a lot of people with one episode really than sitting down one-on-one. Yeah. On one. So that's what I do. Yeah. Do you ever get, so her name is Emily Morse. <laughs> I say it right? Yeah. Um, do you ever get people that, uh, like the same people over and over that keep asking you a question so that they get their attention? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, people, the great thing is, yeah, there are people who are like, been, I've been doing the podcast Sex with Emily for 13 years. So it's, you know, there are some regulars and people mm-hmm. keep hitting me up. You know, they hit me up. But we love, we try to get to most of the questions. I've been doing it 13 years. I'm heading into my 13th year right now. You were like one of the first podcasters. I was. That's why I she was. has this very, very successful podcast. I had a blast month. doing it. It was starting, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I know, right? Like 13 years. People are just like. So you were, okay. So you started your first, uh, you started your podcast in the, within the first month that podcasts even started? Yeah. How like did you announced. even know about that? I know. Isn't that crazy? So I, my background, I was living in San Francisco and I was a documentary filmmaker. Uh-huh. Before that, I worked in politics and I just finished a documentary about Willie Brown, who was the mayor of San Francisco running for mayor. And it was uh, called See How They Run. And it was a huge process making a documentary, like four years of my life, like editing and all this stuff. And I was like, well, okay. 
And I think this is important, like career advice for people who are trying to figure out what kind, what they want. I've always been like pivot, like what did I like about this job, and what can I take the next one? And I was like, I loved interviewing people, and I uh-huh. loved deep diving into whatever topics, you know, for that one, it was politics, but I just love this process of talking. So I thought, and I've always been fascinated by like, and confounded by sex. How do you mm-hmm. have amazing sex? I want, I thought that would be a really great thing to learn what people have to say about the best sex of their life and the best, you know, how do they maintain great sex in a relationship? So mm-hmm. I just, I had an intern at the time. She's an engineer. And I said, I just want to interview people about sex. And she said, well, there's this thing called podcasting and mm-hmm. we could get an engineer. So we found someone on Craigslist for like 20 bucks an hour and he came over, set up a bunch of sound equipment. I invited friends over, like all married, gay, straight, single. And I just started interviewing them. How cool. About their, and I was not like the expert then, the doc, the fake doctor. No, <laughs> You're not a fake doctor. No, but I was just like, and so I thought, you know, we all learn from each other's stories. There's zero sex education that we get. And mm-hmm. I thought, let's learn that way. And that's how it all kicked off. But she, it, was, it was her idea. And she said, I said, this is cool. Let's do it. And After I 13 no years, idea. you're 100% an expert. You've probably heard everything it takes 10,000 hours yes I've heard every single thing what is like the number (laughs) one uh or two whatever kind of craziest question you've ever been asked craziest question it's so almost maybe difficult to answer right you know what's funny is that I get asked this question I'm always I even said to my staff I'm like I need a better answer for this question my whole team because nothing is weird to me anymore and yeah I moved here from LA five years ago I hosted love line for four years with Drew and Mike and it was like nothing is weird to me anymore. So there was nothing that's ever hard answer. I can tell you like common questions, but there's nothing that was like, I don't know how to handle this or I'm stumped or it's that weird because everyone's, because that's the big thing about the questions I think people have around sex is like, am I normal? Is it okay that that I think about someone else when I'm having sex? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's totally fine. Your partner doesn't need to know, but it's okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe keep that to yourself, but yeah. Don't, don't get call drunk. The wrong name. Yeah, don't get drunk and tell over Valentine's Day dinner. But yeah, exactly. right, exactly. Don't do it on Valentine's Day. Don't yeah. even tell them. Like, so there's yeah. things like, is it okay? Is it normal? So that's like a lot of the questions we get asked. And then, you know, a lot of orgasm. Like top questions for men are usually penis challenges. Mm-hmm. Come too fast. I don't come at all. Um, can't say hard. Um, and also about female. You know, they're confounded by women's bodies. And yeah. Why is my last girlfriend want this and this one doesn't want what she wanted and how do I figure out orgasms and for women a lot of it too is and men and women ask me a lot about another top thing is so there's orgasms and penises top questions and then there's like mismatched libidos meaning like when we got together sex was amazing and we had sex every day for the first two months and now I want it more than my partner or my partner wants it more than me what do we do and how do we spice it up because we're bored which happens in relationships. And people get like re- really stressed about that, I assume. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. People feel like it's... The interesting thing about it is to, to normalize it. If there, It's biological that if you're with somebody from six months to 18 months, that is mm-hmm. legit the honeymoon phase. It's yeah. just we call it that as like a, you know, we just say honeymoon phase. But really it's biologically determined that in that period of time is when we look at evolutionary psychology, mm-hmm. we're attracted to a partner it's amazing. The hormones, the dopamine, the serotonin, we're so connected to its new sex. We're learning. And then that's enough time to actually have a baby, uh-huh. to procreate, and to spend nine months like having the baby. And then the guy stays around for a few months wow. and then he leaves and spreads its seed. So that's oh. like the biology Okey part dokey. of it. Why You're it lasts 18 months. You're making me feel a little depressed now, Emily. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's why I'm not saying that, but that's where we come from. Where, yeah, where it's yeah. like, that's why it lasts that long. And then we get into this, like, it's no longer what it once was. What do we do? And so my thing is like, what's your answer to that? Cause I'm dying to know. Right. Right. So how do we, how do we, if we know that's going to happen, which it is, 
Nothing's wrong with you. It happens. What you got to do is from the very beginning, even when it's amazing, prioritize your sex life. And by that, I mean communicate about it and start mm-hmm. talking about it and being like, that was really cool last night. But when you talked dirty to me, I felt that was weird. Or when you, I'd like more of the talking dirty or let's try something cool and just get comfortable talking about sex because then you won't wake up 18 months in and be like, now what? Because people don't think that sex takes work because the first year and a half it doesn't got it Mm -hmm. right and then they're like wait but if it's not amazing anymore and we're not ripping each other's clothes off then there's a problem what do you think about because i've had a lot of um friends and and people who and and it happened to me like in in college before not that it was like not good but just like there were a few months of like difficulties in the beginning and then it was fantastic is that pretty normal that's normal too so i I love that you asked that because a lot of people are like it was bad sex i'm breaking up with them or her it's i'm out bad kisser done yeah no when you are with someone new it's always it's like a dance Mm -hmm. and so you don't know each other's moves and you it's you don't know how to move together and what each other likes so give it time yeah and and don't just give it time in the sense of i hope it gets better but like really try to be like um, for example, for would you say the first times it could be weird? A lot of times men, they might come too quickly, for example. Yeah. Is language cool in here to talk oh, about? Oh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So he's really excited. He comes yeah. too quickly. And then, you know, and I think guys freak out about that. You know, maybe they haven't been with you in a while. Someone knew you're, I mean, they haven't been with anyone. Yeah. And then I think that most women have had that happen to them. And we're pretty cool. I think yeah. we're like, we're not going to oh, yeah, break up with you because we're not going to be like done. Lose Frankly, your number. it's a compliment. Like, oh, you were that into me. Exactly. Yeah. But let's say that happened. This is just an example that came to my head. Let's say that happens the first three times. Okay. And not, neither one of you talk about it. So then you're like, well, wait, like I haven't, you know, maybe you never even had an orgasm. He mm-hmm. didn't please you. And it's like the elephant in the room. So what for a man, what I would say is like, and again, I'm talking about like heterosexual couples. It's so you just be like, you know what? I'm so turned on by you. It's mm-hmm. great. It takes me a little, whatever his story is. So it takes me yeah. a little while sometimes to get comfortable or you know what? I sometimes do come quickly. So what I have to do is breathe first or I'm going to go down on you. Make sure you, that's what he should do is make yeah. sure you're pleased. <laughs> this is the right way. Whatever you got to do, she comes Public first. Public service announcement. Public, yeah. PSA, she comes first. And then you don't have to worry. So there's a lot of different ways to handle it. But yeah. I think that, but, and it's also a great learning tool. So I think that women are also socialized to not speak up around sex because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. We have shame around it. We think we're going to seem slutty. We think maybe we're not really sure what we want, but that didn't feel right when you were grabbing my hair. Why'd you assume I like that? So if you just say, and talking about sex is an art and yeah. it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a skill that you hone over time and then it becomes easier, but you're really just like, God, that was hot. I'm so attracted to you. But I have to say, like, when you pull my hair during sex, sometimes that doesn't turn me on as much as, like, if you um, kissed me. Yeah. Or okay. looked into my eyes. Or, and you just so the art of it, it is being like, I like hooking up with you or having sex with you, but perhaps do this more or this less. Right. And it's a, I call it the compliment sandwich. So you're like, <laughs> this was great. You're so hot. I love the way you slowly undressed me and whatever. But, and when you pull my hair, not so much. And then you place it with, like, the, the, the end of it is like, and let's, and I'm excited to work on this with you and let's yeah. go forward because when we don't talk about sex and we, sometimes we can really offend our partners, not meaning to, but you hear one, we're already worried about what people yeah. are going to think of us. So sexually. And so if you, sometimes I hear from men, they're like, well, this one girlfriend said that I was bad and bad or I had a small penis or I didn't. And I, and they like 30 years later, they're still, still in their head. Yeah. Right. That's really sad. It's really, no, it's so sad. Do you get more questions, uh, I mean, you can say that it's equal. Are men more insecure about sex or are women? Equal. Equal? 
confidence. Yeah, I have to say it's, I have to say that it, it it's equal. Yeah. Men and women both get very. See, that should make everyone feel better. That like, don't be so like, yeah, like don't be so nervous. That, oh, I'm the only one. Like, right? No, you're both nervous because we all want to be good lovers. I think we want to be um, open to a new partner. We want to make it work. And so the problem is we are insecure, and then we get into our heads. Mm-hmm. And when we're in our heads during sex, which is a lot of what I talk about on my show, is getting out of your head. But when we're in our heads, it's really hard to be present and have a really like. So what are some tips for getting experience. out of your head? Um, the, the biggest tip I could say is to to focus on um, use your senses. So if you find that you're in your head going, oh, my God, he notices that my left boob is bigger than the right boob. And the guy's thinking I didn't pop that. I have a mole on my back or whatever you're worried about. But I'm not hard enough is to go back to the sensations in your body. So, okay, you're having those thoughts. And this is a train, this is a practice, but you're like, oh, wow, okay, I'm having that thought. But what do I feel right now? Wow, feels really good that he's inside me. I'm feeling like this warmth in my pelvic floor or, you know, I... So think about what you're feeling in your body at the moment. Go back to your body and your breath. Breath Mm -hmm. is important. But if you... All the senses can help guide you. So I love thinking about like setting the mood. So let's say you light a candle. So you can even lock into the scent of your favorite vanilla candle. Mm-hmm. Or this is a lot for women too, because I think that women have a harder time sometimes being in their heads than men. Mm-hmm. I fear from women all the time. They're like, I would want it to be in the moment, but I kept thinking about the dry cleaner I didn't pick up, like the to-do <laughs> list. So what if you like light candles, oh, that's play nice. your favorite music? I know. And you have, you're like, okay, well, I smell the candle now. That's yeah. going to anchor me. Oh, but it's my favorite song. And you just any sense or like his, the touch of what it feels like because of my body or like how does it taste right now, his lips. So you're constantly inking yourself and you're going back into your body mm-hmm. by, by latching on to one of the senses and then bring yourself back to mm-hmm. what's happening in the moment and getting out of your goddamn head. Um, hookup music is very important. Mom, I'm not saying I hooked up with a lot of people when I was single, <laughs> so relax if you're listening to this. But I... So I've been single for like a year now. I actually just met someone though. You did? Yes. This is progress. Yeah. Last time. Okay, love it. So, um, well, I'm, I mean, I met him a while ago, but we started basically. Uh, uh, he's my friend friend. <laughs> um, but uh, when I was single, like when I would like, like go to a guy's house and we would like make out or whatever, I insisted on playing just this. I won't, I won't say what band it is because I don't want to give away my secret. You guys can I DM me and ask after. me. I'll okay. tell you afterwards. I would insist on playing this one band because it was it is the easiest makeup music ever. But I I probably pulled this shit on like <laughs> ten different people where where like I would I would just like and and no one ever complained about the music. It was like the most. You're you literally need, giving it to me when I leave, and we should probably yeah, sell it online. Yeah, but you need anyway. to, you need to have it, yeah, and it's not even a playlist. It's one band. All you need to just go on Spotify, put this one band on because music can really take you out of it. Yes. Like all of a sudden, if you're like listening to something like easy, and then like fucking Jodeci comes on, and you're like, okay, this is a little intense. Like right. we're not, you know, in a Vivica A. Fox movie from the '90s. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it can take you it out, can, and it, it can take you in. It could make me laugh. Like if if something's like way too intense, it right. can. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree with you. I was with the guy. I was like, what's that noise? Like, I thought it was from the TV. He's like, this is my favorite band. I'm like, oh, God, oh, it's not like, my oh, favorite band. Yeah. You're and like, I just lost my everything. Did you tell him to change it? I did. Because well, I believe people into I'm like, noise? what is this? Someone had like, um, <laughs> God, I want to say it's like some little fair person was like, I don't know. God, like Annie Lennox or something. Actually, she's not little fair. I actually right. like her. But I, I like stopped. I was like, what are, you, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, this is not. Right. But no. you have the reset. The, you have the music that yep. works. But reset I think and it music, works. And also, you guys, we forget that. And this is my tips, too, for women. And just setting the mood when you're, you know, I think masturbation is important, whether you're in a relationship or out of it. But when you do that stuff and you like, 
it's the music that gets you, it's all that you know creating the environment yeah whether you're alone or with a partner it just it just gets you there because mm-hmm. one of the biggest killers of our sex drive is anxiety and stress mm-hmm. so it you know by having like a good scent and having music playing and being like just having an environment that you feel good in it can kind of it can take that stress away yeah at least start totally um what okay so i'm guessing i feel like i could guess what your number one sort of tip is overall like if you could think of one thing okay i'm guessing what it is but i'm curious for sex overall yeah i would say um okay well for men i always say go five times slower than you think Ooh. so if you Different are for men and women i like yeah, this I, I think it is because i think that men are again they're you know socialized or evolved to for several reasons have sex as quickly as possible i think maybe they're afraid you know that they have their erection and they're turned on and I don't want to get shut down. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're like, she's already on board. What if she doesn't want to have sex? And yeah. so I'm going to keep going. And they just don't time it like we do. So I think that, you know, slowly undressing or kissing, um, moving in slowly when you first start having sex, I think that just bodes well and helps us all feel more connected. Mm-hmm. So slow down. And then for women, I would say it's, um, I would say it's communication. Well, my number one sex tip for women is to, masturbate early and often. I mean, really just all the time. Know your body, what makes you feel good. And um, it's not your partner's responsibility to like figure out your body. Mm-hmm. It's your job to tell them what feels yeah. good because they don't got, they don't come with like... I used to think that men got shipped off to some secret school. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, men go learn about my body and yeah. they're going to figure out what... Because I don't didn't get the handbook. Yeah. But... They don't know like this. Yeah. They're like, I, I, you know, my last girlfriend like this or my last partner. So I think the more information we have about our turn ons and being saying like, I need your hand, like putting their hand on your boot, whatever mm-hmm. feels good is going to help. So you, you think for women, it's more communication. I was going to say confidence, but I think that basically the same thing because you have to have the confidence to be able to communicate exactly. instead of just being like, I hope I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the more like, you know your body, the more confidence you're going to have because you're yeah. like, I know this feels good and not even towards orgasm. It'd be great to be like, Every time you're going to orgasm, but even if it's just like, I know this position feels good or put your hand here. That's really sexy because that is confidence. That's showing your partner. Like, I know this, I want this and do this. And I think that men are always like, thank God. Like I, they want information. They don't want to have to be like tinkering around. Like the vagina is like the Rubik's cube of life. Like like, I don't freaking know how it works. That should be. I hope that you don't die ever or very soon. But when you die, I think that should be on your gravestone. Right. Hopefully you're 120 when you die and it Hopefully. says the vagina is the Rubik's Cubes of Life. I know, right? Rubik's Cube of Life. I should do the t-shirts. Emily. Right, exactly. You should. You should sell merch that says that. I should sell merch. Yes. I have a t-shirt on my site right now that said I had sex with Emily and all I got was this t-shirt. Oh, I like today. that though. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cute. I give it to all the guys I sleep with when I'm never going to see them again. But I've never hooked up with a woman. I have one. But it'll, whatever, it'll be ironic. You no, never, know. never even made out with a girl. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm kind of boring. No. No. I like guys. Yeah. I always have a lot of boyfriends. That's fine. Yeah. Um, wait, I had a question. (laughs) Okay. So you were saying, um, that, that you recommend that women, um, masturbate as often as possible because it gets them to know their bodies. I have heard that guys, like, especially with like the last, like, you know, however many years that internet porn has been around, they did so much masturbating that they're very desensitized to sex. Many men, many men are. Is it like the opposite for them and for women? So, well, it's interesting. So I think that if men are masturbating to porn all the time, that there is a certain, subset of men who masturbate to, it's nothing wrong with masturbating every day or even yeah. watching porn every day it's when it gets excessive yeah and that's all you can get off on get off on because what happens with many men and i wouldn't say it's all or the majority but 
if this sounds like you, um, you watch something and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that was really hot. I'm going to take it up a level. So they keep, it's almost like they become desensitized. So like totally. now I'm going to watch a, whatever that is, a crazy gangbang with yeah. violence. And then they keep going, going. And so every time they're watching porn, they're raising that threshold level yeah. of what turns them on. So when they're actually with a partner, it's like, this ain't nothing. Why well, are so it's not that necessarily here? they're not, they're like just only used to their hand. Because I thought maybe it was they just got desensitized to actually hooking up with a woman. Like they visually see what's happening on there, but like right. they only know what it feels like to use their hand. Yeah, no, I mean, for some men that could be the thing, but yeah. uh, I think that what's happening with porn is that they're just becoming desensitized to actually being, and maybe they're not used to it because if they yeah. have been away from a woman for a while, but that's the impact I've been seeing yeah. with porn. But for men, it's like, yeah, they are used to their hands, but I think they're kind of psyched if there's a person who steps in. I've thought that not just with porn, but like you hear about... Um, God, I'm just, I can't even think of like, well, okay. Well, yeah, but he's also like an addict addict. What was the one that was married to Khloe Kardashian? Uh, Lamar. Lamar, Lamar Odin, whatever. But th- there's been so many other stories like this of like celebrities and, and athletes where I feel like, and this could be similar to like the porn thing where they've seen and done so much, normal thrills aren't good enough. So they've hooked up with thousands of women. So then they're like, what about hooking up with a tranny? What about hooking up with like, yes. like it's like, it's like their brain's just like, okay, well I already did all that. So like, what's the next level? What's the next thing? Yeah, no, I think that that is also very true as well. Like I've slept with all these people and let me just keep pushing the envelope. And then what I would say is nothing wrong with experiences. Yeah. It's great to have all these experiences, but what the next phase of that is, um, I think that, um, is learning about intimacy. If you actually want to have connected sex with someone and yeah. that's like another skill we're not taught is how to be intimate and be with someone where you're actually connecting and like um, breathing together or looking to each other's eyes and you have like a real connection that goes deeper in a different way than just the adrenaline yeah. feeding that. And I hopefully, you know, I, I think that that's the goal for a lot of people. That's the kind of sex that feels the most satisfying is when you just, it doesn't have to be like you're staring at each other's eyes with like mm-hmm. rose petals on the bed, but also the <laughs> That would make me laugh. Yeah, exactly. If I walked into a room, no, no offense to people that do that, there's, there was rose petals on the bed. I'd be like, this is a lot. Right, exactly. This is like a lot of pressure. This is not the bad Isn't this a sanitary, like... <laughs> right, exactly. Where'd you get the organic? Where'd you get yeah. the flowers from? Did you clean them? Yeah. Um, but I think that um, that it's... Uh, even if you are thinking that you want to... For a lot of women, women talk about like what's great sex. Mm-hmm. It's when they feel safe with someone or they mm-hmm. feel like... This per, you know, I know this person isn't going, you know, at least for now going anywhere. We have a connection and we've been having sex for a while. And so that's when that for a lot of women and men too, you feel this safety and you feel like, oh, now I can tell you my deepest, darkest fantasies or now we can explore BDSM or whatever you're into because you have the safe container. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about a skincare brand called Tula. It truly is the essence of everything that I believe in in having good, healthy skin. So basically, Tula is a skincare brand that combines probiotics with other skin-friendly superfoods to naturally balance and boost the health of your complexion. They are built on the belief that the same ingredients that are good for your internal health are also beneficial for your skin, which makes so much sense to me. It's like when you drink a lot of water, that's helpful for your skin. Why not be putting this stuff topically on your skin that is also good if, if it's good for your insides, it's got to be good for your skin. So basically what they do, Tula uses probiotics as the foundation for its skincare regimen. It's made from the same good for you probiotic bacteria found in yogurt. And when the skin experiences a bacterial imbalance, it becomes susceptible to irritation, inflammation, and moisture loss. And that's where Tula comes in. And I'm so excited about it. It was founded by 
Dr. Raj, um, who is a practicing gastroenterologist in busy NYC and a mom to two young boys. So she gets it. She's busy. She knows that we need this stuff on our skin. It's it's great. I've, I've been using it every single day since they sent it to me. It's powerfully effective, but gentle enough for all skin types and ages. It supports your skin's first line of defense, making your skin healthier and more balanced. And you know what, guys? It's going to make a great holiday gift. I'm getting some for my mom because she's all into having good skin too. You know, light up the room this holiday season with a flawless glowing complexion. And what better accessory can you have than good skin? Um, and I have an offer for my listeners. Um, super excited about this. If you guys go to Tula.com slash be here, then you get 20% off your Tula purchase. So go to Tula, that's T-U-L-A.com slash be here and enter promo code be here at checkout for 20% off your Tula purchase. Rent the Runway is legit saving my life this holiday season. So I'm going on another uh, trip to New York uh, with the new guy I'm dating and I he's already like seen most of my outfits and I really want to look cute and I don't want to have to go out and spend the money. So I am relying on rent the runway to make me look awesome during this trip because rent the runway has introduced this new unlimited membership where you get unlimited access to a consistently rotating dream closet full of designer styles that you can keep as long as you want and swap anytime. Rent the runway is the only place where you can rent styles from over 450 top designer designer brands such as Vince theory, Tory Burch, Derek lamp, opening ceremony, Marnie DVF and more high quality stuff. Renting is not only cheaper than buying, it's faster and easier too with free shipping and dry cleaning on every piece. Just go to renttherunway.com or download the app to choose from tops, dresses, handbags, and many more for any occasion. And you're going to fall in love with a style. You can buy it at an exclusive discount and keep it for forever. 70% of unlimited members actually report spending less money on clothes after joining. So join the 6 million members who make Rent the Runway the largest clothing rental company in the world. And I think it's going to change your life because it's changed mine. And I have an offer for you guys. If you go to renttherunway.com or download the app, you get 25% off your first month's unlimited membership with promo code BEHERE at checkout. That's renttherunway.com to get 25% off your first month's membership with promo code BEHERE. Renttherunway.com, promo code BEHERE. Do you recommend, I mean, I know when I went to your podcast, um, you have like a closet full of like toys. So like, let's say. Um, I gave you some, right? I wonder yeah, if you like that. Yeah. I know your mom's listening. Hi, mom. Hey, she, mom. Right. What up? Um, we'll talk after. So <laughs> let's say like there's like, uh, like, you know, like, you know, a friend has a bachelorette party and you like want to get her like something that she's going to enjoy. Like what, what type of toys or things do you recommend for that kind of situation? Okay. For a woman? Yeah. For, for a woman. Oh God. There's so many toys. I love toys because they've come a long way. If you haven't even, you know not battery operated anymore they're like waterproof rechargeable um they you can use waterproof. them on is apps right swimming up. and using these you know, in the shower okay sex oh, in the shower got it. yeah 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 Are they, you know, things get wet i'm not joking sex. i've literally never used a sex toy really i know we said that i feel like i gave you what we got to talk after I, I just haven't opened it i know we're gonna charge it before i leave we're gonna do it together it'll be fun <laughs> i mean not masturbate together because you're not into that but we're gonna plug it in masturbate. because here's the thing <laughs> wouldn't that be funny masturbate with emily is that, is that we it could be your second podcast <laughs> there you go we could use yours another one <laughs> but here's the thing about toys that so many the reason why they're amazing is love several levels that i'm not a pusher if you connected sex you're having amazing orgasms that's great but what it brings into the table when we're talking about 
things getting boring or things getting stale, it's almost like having a threesome because you're yeah. like, well, you're for men who are still intimidated, this vibrator is not going to replace you. Like your penis can't vibrate. It can't even reach places, not because it's too big or too small. Like it just can't get to places that vibrators can sometimes. And it yeah. can't vibrate. A vibration is a very different feeling. Yeah. And for a lot of women, the reason why only 30% can orgasm during intercourse is because there's not enough clitoral stimulation. You are lucky. You are in the the minority. But for a lot of women, they're like, I never orgasm. Thanks, God. Yeah, exactly. You should thank God because I'm not like that. I had to learn it. I had to go. It's hard. But I feel like toys can just help you get there. And also there's great couple toys. I love the Pivot by WeVibe is a great penis ring. Mm -hmm. So it's one size fits all. He wears it during intercourse. Men like vibrations as well. And then you're on top or below him and that's hitting your clitoris. And it's like a ring that he wears. It's super comfortable, silicone, body safe. And that's a great way to start for couples. Mm -hmm. For women, bachelorette party, I'd give her the womanizer, which is the lipstick. It looks Mm -hmm. like a lipstick, but I call it the clit whisperer (laughs) because it literally is like, if my clit could talk, it would say, do exactly what this toy is doing. It is like indirect clitoral stimulation. It simulates oral sex Mm -hmm. and it's got this, um, it's called pleasure air technology, but it's like, it's like a light sucking, kissing, not doesn't kiss you, but it's like a light. It's amazing. Okay. And I well, think it's a guys, fun gift. Look it up. Uh, they're all my, I have a shop with Emily on sexwithemily.com and we just opened a new store. We like have a cool store with everything I'm talking about. And then there's like all these, oh, here's the other thing. If you're in a long distance relationship, there's, WeVibe makes these really cool toys that are connected by an app now uh-huh. called WeConnect. So you could use a toy like the Rave or the Nova, which are G-Spot stimulation toys, which are amazing. And your partner, you can launch it in their app. It's almost like a FaceTime interface. And, but your partner is, is controlling it from their phone. So you're using the vibe, you're looking at each other and your partner's like drag, like making the vibrator vibrate and watching you. What you could do the it hell? That, you could do it across the world. That's next insane. Room. Yeah. It's What's so, that called? It's called the um, WeVibe WeConnect app. And so it's, and it's fun. Like, it's just like a cool, like, even if you're, don't feel like driving in traffic and you live a few blocks away, like, you know, it's those Venice to West Hollywood relationships. Right. You know what I mean? Those can't work unless <laughs> I don't even do that. I yeah. can't even, yeah. like, no. this will never go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Right. You're like, well, I'm all set. Unless you're into the I might toys. as well go to another country. Right. It's true. It is another country. Yeah. yeah. It's a problem. So I think lube too. My final thing is like lube mm-hmm. what is very misunderstood. Lube has a huge stigma that like we use lube if she's dry or there's discomfort or I'm not turning around enough. Women's wetness, how wet a woman gets is not an indicator of how aroused she is. Certain times of month we're more turned on than we're more wet than others. But when you add a few drops of lube before sex to the condom or on her clitoris, it like, I mean, Kinsey Institute, there's been a lot of studies that Mm -hmm. 80% of women are more likely to orgasm during any sex act, few drops. So I love Joe Lube. There's Mm -hmm. great travel sizes. They're all on my website. You can check them out. You just, just have it. I'm like, my dream is like lube on every nightstand. Just use it. Don't be, just a few drops because the clitoris isn't self-lubricating. Yeah. We're not always turned on. The guy starts rubbing you really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, I want to do some. I had some like <laughs> listener. No, I'm, I'm so I've, fun. I've taken like three pages Dude, of notes it was right so now. So fun. I know. We keep going. I want to. Well, this doesn't mean we're over when I ask the questions. Lo, can we give me the the people? I won't say your guys' names, but I, I asked you guys on my Instagram story because I never really talk about this stuff on my podcast. Um, and so I'm really excited that Emily's here because um, so I feel fun. like you guys are getting some good info. So I asked you all for some sex or relationship and or both questions and I want to read some of them and they, they were super relatable I thought Love it. yeah um 
And this is kind of what Emily does on her podcast. I'm basically just copying her podcast right now. So you go and listen to it because... <laughs> listen to Rachel's episode. This is probably awesome. the only time I'll ever talk about this on mine. <laughs> so <laughs> It's good. It's a good time. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, okay. So from this girl, I won't say your guys' names. Hi, Rachel. I would love to get Emily's advice on sex when you are trying to conceive. How do you keep sex romantic when month after month it seems like it's all about ovulation and timed intercourse? Yeah, that's a great question because you got it. Okay, so... It's funny that you asked that because I, I it, it's so true. I was just talking to a friend about this, that when you're trying to conceive, you're like, tonight, tonight, right now, you, you, you pee on the stick and you're like, let's have, we have to have sex between like six and eight tonight. And like, that's just not hot for your partner. Yeah. He's like, well, what about the romance to it? And am I just your sperm donator? Yeah. So I think that how you keep it hot is some of these things like, um, that I was talking about, like, you, you know, use a toy, do something that's like sexy and fun too. So maybe you guys have been wanting to get into some, role-playing yeah or you've been wanting to wear like you know we all buy like lingerie that we wait i'm gonna interrupt you what i just raised my hand what if she didn't tell him that it was that time and just acted like she actually wanted to it's not like lying but what if she just like peed on the stick into the privacy of her own brain and bathroom and then came out and like just tried to hook up with him without him thinking that's what it was exactly but i think when you're married and you're going Everyone through knows. this oh, okay. yeah you just kind of know you're yeah. like babe it's happening thursday you just talk about it yeah and so i think that either you you can still do those things but then pepper in throughout the month some things that are just for both of you that's not talking about ovulation mm-hmm. not that he's not interested in being a father i'm sure he is he's like actively participating but it's just not the sexiest thing and it's just not that it's not important but i would say this is a great time i always tell couples to make like a bucket list mm-hmm. right down three things that you want to try and three things maybe that your partner wants to try and you exchange a list. I'm sorry, pause real quick. I think they're doing construction next door. Sorry if you hear that pounding. We'll all get through it. Go ahead. (laughs) So maybe you're like, I really want to be tied up. And then you get, you know, and he might say, I want to see you. I want to see you in a, you know, wear that sexy thing I bought you last year. Or I want to learn sensual massage. Like, let's give each other sensual massages. Or I want to have sex outdoors. And then you have a list of things that you can kind of work in and try when you're having, you know, when you're when you're having sex and it's not about ovulation because yeah. it can be kind of a buzzkill when that's what it's about for months at a time. Mm-hmm. So just really, like I say, prioritize your sex life now more than ever, especially if you're trying to conceive and talk to them like what would turn you on and just once a month, once a week, try to incorporate some of those things to keep it hot. So basically it seems like it's like um, you really have to put in the effort as much as like sex is just like, oh, it's so like passionate and fun. It's like after a while you have to really you communicate to. and... Yeah, that's a main thing about what I talk about. It's like, think about everything that we value and that we're good at, right? Whether it's work, health, spirituality, we put effort in, we have it on our mm-hmm. schedule, we work to become better at everything we yeah. do. And then there's some reason that we think sex is like just magically going to be perfect all the time mm-hmm. when it's not for anybody. Yeah. But this isn't a bad, this should be like great information. You're like, oh, I get it. I'm not alone. We need to talk about it. Yeah, there shouldn't and, be such a stigma around no, it. I know. And yeah. then it gets better that way. Because then you learn in the moment. You're like, you know what didn't feel great to me last night? And then you, know, you just talk about it. And then it gets easier all the time. And then you can't not talk about it is what happens. Mm-hmm. Like not in an ad nauseum way, but you're like, yeah. life's too short for bad sex. I'm going to tell him right now. Like, I like that. Life's too do. short for bad sex. <laughs> you could also Find have that t-shirt. on a t-shirt. Yes. Totally. God, we're brand low. Write these down for Emily. <laughs> yeah. Shoot her a quick email. It's <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Um, uh, okay. We've kind of covered this, but... Um, Another listener, um, ask her how to raise your sex drive after marriage. Oh. Kind of basically what you just answered, right. right? No, yeah. No, a lot of it is that it's not even that your sex drive is lower. It's more like you're kind of like, yeah, been there, done that. We've been living together. We've been together for, for a few years. So I think that the more, yeah, the more you talk about it and you figure out 
Yeah. Take a trip to a sex toy store. Go uh, vacation is really vacation sex Ooh, is, vacation is sex. so important. I'm telling you guys, even if you just get away for a night locally, if you have kids, your kids are going to be fine if you leave them for a week or a few days. It's really important for people with kids to just take that time for the two of you. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who who once they have kids, and I think it's very normal. And I don't have kids, so I don't, I can't like judge it or anything. But once the kids come in, especially when they're young, it feels more like a friendship and a partnership yep. than a romantic relationship. And I think that I I hope that when I get to that point in my life, I actively try to keep it where like, no, this is the person I'm romantic with. It's not right. just someone we're like running a business here. That's exactly what happens. And I love that you're saying that because mm-hmm. if you know that's going to happen, which it will, then you have to say like, because when what happens with this is I understand you get busy, you've kids, you're exhausted. The last thing you want to do is have sex. Yeah. But when you put sex on the back burner, I was going to say, but wouldn't you don't get back wouldn't to you it? Want to have sex if you were like like not okay, maybe not exhausted, but like when you have that want that to look forward to. I think that what happens when you have kids, and I can't speak to this either, but I hear it every day, is that mm. you're just, it's, you're exhausted yeah. you're all day long. You're thinking about the kids. And the one's kids like could screaming in. in the other room when you're like trying to, yeah. Yeah. And you're so tired and you're on different schedules. Maybe yeah. your partner's working, you're working. And it's just, and that's why another great thing, which I used to like totally like, was like, that's the lamest thing ever. But I, over years now, scheduling sex. So if mm-hmm. you're struggling in your relationship because some nights you want it, some nights he wants it, if you know, because what happens is when couples want it and they reject each other. So let's say, you know, it's you're struggling and your partner comes home. It's like, let's get going. And you're like, no. What happens is we internalize that. And we're like, oh, he didn't find me attractive tonight. Mm-hmm. Or he thought he notices that I gained one pound or whatever. The stupid things we worry yep. about or the things we all worry about. But if you're like Saturday night, that's our night. Yeah. Then you're like, you don't have to worry about trying Wednesday and Thursday and Tuesday and getting rejected. You're like Thursday, Saturday night. And the reason why that's great for women is because if you know that that's the night you're having sex... You like, you'll take a bath. You'll put on your best not lotion. You'll get in the mood. Because yeah, for yeah. women, we don't get aroused like men do. We need to have sex top of mind, which mm-hmm. is why the more you masturbate, you're thinking about sex more often. The more you're like preparing for sex and thinking about sex. Maybe you're t- sexting with your partner being like, I can't wait for tonight. We're going to, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. And then when it happens, you both are satisfied because you're prepared for it. It's happening. You've talked about it. That's really good advice, actually. Okay, this last question is more of a relationship advice question. Um, Okay, Uh, my listener said, my ex and I have been officially broke up for an entire year. We dated all throughout college and have been on and off for the last few months. Every time we start getting serious, he gets cold feet and bolts. But then just as I start to move on, he always ends up back in my life somehow. We've been in each other's lives for the last four years, so it's hard to just move on. What should I do? Right, so she's probably like twenty four or something. Yeah, I, I wrote back and I said I asked their ages and she hasn't seen it yet. So, but but I, we can assume back and forth. Yeah, you can you assume twenty. Yeah, twenty four yeah. to twenty seven. We'll I say. mean, I just think that you know, I don't want to blanket say the statement because you're like, oh, it's good to get married. Like, it's a lot of relationships work in your twenties. I feel like your twenties are really for dating and figuring yourself out. I kind of agree. Get married after thirty. Yeah, I mean, you know I know yourself. there's like, of course, places and and whatever where this all works out, but like, I don't. I, Marriage is something to look forward to later. Like, that's why people get married young and then later in life they're like, shit, I didn't get to have any fun, explore anything. Exactly. You know, I just... You got to know yourself and you yeah. got to experience other people. And like also really important, you've been with this guy since you were, you know, in college yeah. and you're so different. Our 20s are a time for like growing and figuring out who we are. So I think the more time you could spend like without a partner and really maybe even stepping away from this guy and saying, you know what? It's been back and forth. Let's have no contact 
for six months or nine months and you really don't and you're like you figure out who you are without this guy in your life because he's been in your life for really formative years and you just are like I'm going to work on myself my career my mm-hmm. hobbies and then feel like if, if you guys if it's meant to be come back together but I don't like the back and forth it's because yeah. you miss each other Yeah, it's almost like an addiction Yeah, you've and, been best friends probably too and I will say I won't say your name out loud but you know I wrote back to you that so I had long term boyfriends like through college then I had the first year I moved to LA I had a, a year boyfriend me. There was a year in between and then two strings of long-term boyfriends. And not that I'm saying that hindered my career because I think that it was, it was, it was fine either way. But when you finally decide to be selfish and be alone, especially if you're trying to like have a, a big career, my career and everything in my life took off to a degree that was so much different than when I was in relationships. And when you're in the right relationship, I think that you can still thrive. But when right. you're in the wrong relationship, it's like kind of distracting. Like Absolutely. when you just decide to like hunker down and focus on yourself, even if it's just for six months, right? You so many exciting things happen. You travel more. You get to hang out with your girlfriends. You meet some of the most interesting people. I, I mean, I've always met interesting people, but this last year that I've been single, I mean, and I also always have gone and like worked in restaurants and bars right. by myself and stuff and written on my computer. But like I've put myself out there in a way where I'm like, I'm just going to go by myself to the Sunset Marquee Hotel, sit at the bar uh, and just, you know, write some jokes before one of my comedy shows and see who I meet. I've never met like a guy to date there, but I have met so many interesting people that are traveling, like producers and writers and and old rock stars that like, because I'm really into (laughs) rock music. Right. Yeah. Just like, but it's just putting yourself in a place where you're not like codependent on someone. Exactly. Because that's what happens is Mm -hmm. that you... You, you realize when and when you I've just done this recently too like I really did this thing I mean I've done it a few times in my life do you want to stop for a second <laughs> alright sorry we had to pause for the elephants upstairs anyways <laughs> is that we don't even realize until we're out of a relationship how much of our mental energy is spent mm-hmm. like pleasing our partner and what are they doing tonight but when you're like alone you're making new friendships you're doing mm-hmm. things that are for you and yes working on yourself and your career and then you're like oh this is the kind of person I'm interested you just don't know yourself when you yeah. spend your 20s with the same person and it's such an exciting time to like figure out yes. you know you I think you gain a lot of confidence not being in a relationship in a weird way same. because you're not yeah because you're, you're, you're identifying yeah you have to force yourself to go and do stuff and right you know it's fine to like stay in but like there's something really fun about being like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna go on a trip with my friends yeah. or I'm gonna go even on a trip by myself. And, yeah, yeah, no, I've done, I, my, I did a lot of traveling, um, yeah, by myself a lot in my 20s and 30s. It's like, I just, yeah, I love it. You meet you meet the people, you would never meet these people if I was with a guy, if someone yeah. else was around and you just are open and you're, yeah, I love it. I think you're absolutely right. Thank that you. time is precious. Um, alone. This has been really fun. <gasps> I want to have you back on because I want to. Totally. I was a moron and I only tweeted out like questions like an hour before the podcast because I feel like my listeners probably have so many more questions than what we were able to answer. And I would love to have you back on to to do do more. I'm five minutes away. Yeah. So it's so easy. And I think that maybe if they send in questions, I can come back in the new year. Absolutely. I love it. Um, Say the name of your podcast, how to find it, your socials and all that stuff. It's all um, sex with Emily across the boards at sex with Emily on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We do a lot of, you know, in our website, we have blogs and posts and videos that'll, help you have better sex and we do two podcasts a week and they're all on everywhere you listen to podcasts amazing thank you and um you guys can find me at rachel n o'brien that's r-a-c-h-a-e-l-n-o-b-r-i-e-n i'll give you a couple of a couple of upcoming show dates i'll be at flappers comedy club january 17th i'll be at the curious comedy theater that's in burbank flappers comedy club 
I'll be at Curious Comedy Theater in Portland, Oregon on January 26th. I'm going to be in New York December 28th through some period of time, and I'll have shows there. I just don't know what they are yet. Oh, I'm also at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank on January 4th. But you can look at my website to see those. Uh, My website is rachelobriancomedy.com. Thanks, guys. Bye.